Hi everybody, Steve Holliday here and welcome back to my podcast, Our Leadership Voices Uncut. As you know, this podcast is dedicated to the celebrating and sharing and revealing of the ordinary uncut leadership voices of some awesome people that I've had the privilege to meet and spend time with in my life and also to explore my own uncut leadership voice and my own power and presence as I go about my uh, work with clients um, and in my home life, right? Um, this is the uh, final and third podcast for now between David Boogie and I. David, my friend, business partner, and sparring and collaborator in Lacerta Consulting. Um, having heard uh, how we know each other and what matters between us, we're going on now for that final experimental piece to explore what we notice in our voices. So without further ado, let's dive in. Enjoy. Shall we talk voice? Yes. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> with our voice. <laughs> well, you could say no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Go on. I was just going to say, I'm conscious that there's somebody somewhere near the house with a strimmer or something. So I don't know if it's coming through on the mic. No, but I, I can't hear it. No, no, I can't pick it up. No. Um, um, so, yeah, so I'm just in the middle of actually of um, I'm just recording some sound bites because the first two podcasts between us I've, I've pushed out on Friday. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do a couple. I'm doing a couple of sound bites. You can create little short sound bites, um, and then I'm going to um, just promote that out a little bit, so make people a bit more aware of it. Um, mm -hmm. And then, then the following two, I think, come out next this Friday. I think so. They'll have all four out um, by this Friday. So, so as I said to you about this little third round, um, this was this was never really a plan um, when I first started out. It's a year now which has gone by. It's a year since I started the podcast this month. And, but I, I started to, of course, you know, we're talking about leadership uncut voice, um, which includes, we know presence includes body and breath as well. But I got interested in the early podcasts about um, the quality of our voice. And I, I don't mean that in the sense of um, some sort of assessment and judgment, just what is it about our voices? And particularly this question of, what what how is my voice the same or different and or different when i'm with different people um so this this third element of um a, a mini podcast that is literally 10 minutes it's sort of a 10 15 minute buzz um it's not meant to be any longer than that just to say what did having listened to all the podcasts what did we notice about and it's what did you notice about your voice you what did you notice about mine what did we notice about the rhythm as well um so it's a very open question. It's a quite neutral question. Um, mm. So I'm just exploring it with everybody who comes on as a co-host, and um, and then I'm going to look at the I'm going to look to kind of curate all the answers, reflections. Uh, once I finish season one, which will be in about another three or four co-host time. Once I've done Karen and Bruno and a couple of others, I'll finish season one and take a break. Um, but I'm looking to look back on it and say, oh, what 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 is it telling us if I listen to all these 10, 15 minute rounds? Yeah. put them together what what insight do we have um so it is again a very open question it just says what did we notice when we you and i were doing our podcasts in relation to voice um what comes to mind or what came to your awareness yeah it's, so um I, you know i suppose i had a sense that geez will this be really boring for everyone to listen to after we had had our um conversation so would anybody even be interested in listening to this and then 
when I listened back, I actually thought, oh, this is quite an interesting conversation. I was interested in our own, even though I had had the conversation, I, somehow <laughs> listening back was quite interesting. And um, I just noticed there was a, there was, I think, kind of an energy, in, and, and I'm thinking about, you know, how we know each other in particular. Yeah. There was an e- energy to that and kind of an, a, a fondness. And a, I think we were, we were interested in exploring our own histories and when did we meet and mm. all those stories about the Royal Humber and laughing together about it. So mm. I think there's something mm. that we hold appreciatively in our <clears> shared <throat> history um, that came out for me in the kind of energy and tone and uh, rhythm of our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, it there's, there's something, I mean, this is quite an, I mean, this tells us something about storytelling, right? So uh, you you could you could project as you say you could you could have an idea that um, and it, it came up a bit with Dale you know I remember when I did the podcast with Dale he said to me I'd always said it on camera or, or on audio on mic or off mic he said um, you know at one level there is a truth that nobody's really bothered what podcasts you're doing Steve <laughs> nobody you know you know uh, and they're not they're just living their own lives you know if they come across you and they like it then great you and me then they like it but if not then they won't so. It's kind of why would you want to retell stories that have gone when you're living very much in the present? But I think I noticed that that it there was a, it wasn't there was fondness is one word and and um, you know maybe pride and a few other things. But I think what was interesting is purely listening to the audio and the tone of voice and the flow and there was quite a bit of yes anding going on, you know, building and there was like new curiosity. It was like we lived it we were there and we remember some things but maybe there was things we didn't say to each other or didn't say that we noticed at the time that now when you re uh examine the story you reveal more that's my point you know you kind of reveal more of a picture rather than it's just a photograph that you would imagine you look at a photograph and i guess it's a bit like art isn't it or photographs where if you look at them long enough you notice new stuff new stuff yeah. comes to you that, and it just looks like it's the same picture, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I also like the idea of the energy because I, I noticed two things from an energy point of view. One, one is something about intention. So it had a firmness to it, a certainty and a certainty in the sense of um, owning it kind of, you know, this did yeah. happen. We did this together and this is what happened. Um, but there was also, I got, I got to think about what does a voice, you know, we talk about psychological safety, when we feel safe and we feel really open, what is the quality of voice when that happens? What is the tone, the pitch, the speed, the breathing? And I noticed that in both of us, but I, I, and I, I was trying to be rigorous with myself and I thought it's really interesting. I, it's the first time in all of doing all of these kind of mini inquiries into voice <clears throat> that I've happened upon the idea of feeling safe and open. Not that I didn't feel safe and open with Dale and Grant and all the others, but I noticed it with you. I don't, I don't know what that's about, but it, yeah. this, this question of when, when somebody's being really open and, and um, um, yeah, just open to what's coming, asking questions, um, sharing both you know not being worried too much about what they say just saying it what is the tone of voice and quality of voice and we would recognize that in our clients a bit um 
when they feel really safe and they start to really open up and they say they have the conversations they've been wanting to have for a long time or they get new awareness i never really thought about paying precise attention to pitch tone flow Um, we do pay attention to presence but it comes in a package so that's what i was thinking about um and why did i notice that i don't know i genuinely don't know why i I noticed it more with you. Yeah, I'm just, as you say that now, what I'm, what makes me think about a little bit is, you know, I guess we, even now, right, I have an awareness that this is being recorded, it will be a podcast, so does, does that thing that exists, <laughs> I'm holding my hand up now, there's like a, an awareness, <laughs> but I'm, but, but I, but I, and I guess when we're working with groups, there are, there are things in their awareness that are inhibiting or could be inhibiting and we're trying, I think, to enable them to feel safe enough to not become totally inhibited by those things, right? To be able to, yeah. to be yeah. able to have their authentic voice, their genuine voice, without the fear of whatever that inhibition might be. And mm. I wonder, with us, because we're practiced in it when we're together, are, are we are we just more practiced and skilled, maybe at the inhibition of there's, this is a podcast and it will be maybe other people will listen to it. We have an ability to hold it. Um, yeah. An awareness. It's yeah. there, but to, to also not let it overcome yeah. our voice. <laughs> yeah. I think you, I think you're right. I think you said in, in um, um, one of the podcasts, you talked about having, um, because we're not inside the system employed inside the system, we can have a bit more resilient with the tensions and the pressures I think maybe it's that same dynamic. Um, and certainly when I did my podcast with Sasha, you know, that was the first time she'd ever done a podcast, you know, and she was, you know, and um, she was with her dad and, you know, and um, it took her, a, it, she got into it pretty quickly, actually. Um, but she spoke about a bit about that, about the, um, the need not to perform or what if I get it wrong or what if I say something that isn't quite right or it comes out with the wrong tone. And I guess our clients' teams would have some of those same anxieties. You know, would, can I say what I want to say? And even if I'm convinced I want to say it, how do I string the sentences together to actually say it in a way that is that that is accurate enough um, when I might feel emotion behind it as well? So, um, yeah, I think it's what it's got me thinking about is particularly with the work with Sasha around presence and body, breath, voice. It's got me thinking more about with her help, I'm privileging more body and breath, but actually the tone of voice, what, what is the particular tone and pitch and flow of a voice that feels safe yeah. and powerful, you know, vulnerable and powerful to be powerful with our vulnerability. Um, yeah. I, I hadn't really thought about the, the assumption that the practice, I guess, of oh, it's been recorded. Um, um, Maybe we're practitioners in powerful vulnerability. I was I was thinking about vulnerability when you were speaking just yeah, there, and, yeah. uh, before, before you said the word. And I think I suppose we we are trying we are in a way practicing being vulnerable on this podcast, knowing that it'll go out, but still being I think very authentic and honest about what we really think. Yeah, I think so. I, I also got um, I also got and I noticed I got hooked. Um, it's happened to me two or three times. I got hooked um, a little bit when I was listening last time. 
I got hooked into uh, the, the the judge, the mask that sits on the wall behind me, was couldn't help but judge me when I asked myself that question. And what, on, on one part of the podcast, I just, I, 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 as I was driving, I was listening to it, and I, I pulled over, and I was, um, and I just said to myself, "God, Stephen, stop talking and give David some more space." But uh, it's just this uh, little fella sits on my shoulder and says, uh, "You know." Uh, what were you doing? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'm judging myself, you know, rather than nudging myself, you know. Yeah, I think it became judgment rather than a judge, rather than a nudge. Um, but I think it's helpful, right? It's helpful. Um, I think space as well. The other thing I wrote down was, which is really not about speaking, it's actually about silence. Yeah. I notice you are particularly, not that I'm not skilled at it, but you particularly are, are good at that, I think, is to just pause a bit and not, might be part of your personality, natural personality, is to not respond. It's like you take a couple of breaths, you know, before you respond. Um, I think that the space I noticed between us was really helpful. Yeah. One of the things... Um... I suppose I've, I value in doing this work in general and in our conversation when I reflect on it um, is that we are giving ourselves space, right? So mm. just if just in the last minute, you have stopped talking and I haven't spoken straight away. So you're giving me mm. space, right? Um, and, and I was actually one of the, I was wondering as I was listening to our voices and listening to the podcast, you know, should I, so, so you're, you mentioned your judgment was, you know, um, maybe you're talking too much. And my yeah. judgment when I listen to it is maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not taking enough space. Maybe I'm, oh. I'm waiting, you know, maybe I'm always waiting for you to invite me in. Um, <laughs> and is that a pattern and what's going on there? And, you know, are we really co-hosting or is this Steve's podcast and I'm a, I'm a guest? So this, uh, I think there's this interesting yeah. thing for me that was going on that in moments, I think I was, I was waiting to be invited in. In other moments, it's, it felt much more like co-hosting. And I think I went yeah. in and out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, and I think we did say it live on the, on the podcast that in the first two episodes, splitting, the first one splitting two, it was much more about finding out who you are, how we know each other, but, but they needed to know your story more than mine. Um, so that, that put, put, did put me into a bit more of an interviewer position rather than a collaborator position, I think. Um, whereas the second two, which are about what matters between us, that felt way more co-host, co um, as you say. But, but I think that's an interesting dynamic for leadership and for teams. And actually, my previous client I was just talking to before you actually said to me with one of his team members, he said she sometimes doesn't take the space that's available you know, she doesn't, but I think what, you're, what you've got me thinking about is just to, yes, make sure you create space for the other and also for the for the, whoever it is to watch for space and, um, and uh, yeah, do certain people in certain teams, they will speak, but only if invited. Um, and, and there's many, many reasons why that might be, you know, it's not yes. just one thing. And that might be just the way they are and the way they process. And they would have to work to overcome that, overcomes maybe the wrong word, to work with that and develop it at the same time as the others that take too much space learn to, um, you know, to manage that a bit better. Um, yeah. Um, 
I, I didn't have any more other than that. I think that was for me. That was um, there was lots of other things I enjoyed about it. Um, particularly our humour. I think we through the four podcasts we laughed a lot. I noticed yeah. that I like lots of smiling. People couldn't see the video because it's only the audio stripped out, but we laughed a lot, which I really value. Um, One thing that that struck me, Steve, that I that I might be worth saying is. I recognized in some of my stories, so so the story of how I got into major projects or how I got into Service Wind and different roles that I had, or the story of why I do this work now, and the story of how Siemens changed in yeah. the last few years. They were very much my perspective. So I so I when we were having the podcast, I was drawing a kind of felt like a rich picture of my experience. When I listened back, I recognized that's just my version of that story, right? So that's, uh, mm. I recognized how, how other people might have different perspectives and that those be equally true and valid. Uh, yeah. Valid, yeah. So mm. how, how, he, how nice it was to be in that world with you and how that was the world that we created as much as, as it actually was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else, if we got another four people from the Hercules project to come and say, what yeah. was that day in Grimsby like? <laughs> they could have a completely different story about what that yeah. day was like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, I mean, that therein lies our commitment and our passion for <clears throat> demand, even for voices to be heard and for people to really hear each other and, yeah explore perspectives and make sense, you know, to make sense together. Um, The, um, the work on presence and voice will continue. Absolutely. But uh, we can pause there for now and finish off our third podcast. David, it's, uh, we will definitely do more of course, because we're now running the the business together and um, I'm sure much more, much more will come and we'll definitely do the the ones with Karen and Bruno. But for now, it's been a blast. Thanks for uh, joining in. Yeah, thanks, Steve.